Welcome to episode six of Conversation Matters with me, your host, Jerry Lynch. Today's guest is an old college friend of mine, a top coach and founder of the Barbell Squad, Deirdre Cronin. How are things? I'm very good, yourself? I'm not bad at all, girl. How are you coping with Corona and COVID and the world as it is today? Yeah, I mean, it's okay. It's really strange for everyone, I guess, really, isn't it? We're all kind of adjusting to a new normal and a new routine Big good time, yeah. you know what I actually think seeing everyone rally together a little bit as well and show support for each other is um it's just really nice and great to see as well trying to pull some positives for it from it you know yeah well said it is very positive actually yeah, and that's that's a, a decent kind of approach to have to it a bit of anxiety kicks in with the with the uncertainty of how long we're going to be in this kind of bubble and and do you know how long it's going to go on for like that's kind of freaking me out a little bit at times but I totally agree with you in terms of even the amount of people out I know some of it is frowned upon but within the legalities of it the people out walking and moving and there's some positives to be pulled like you know yeah I actually don't think I've ever seen so many people outside when I if I'm on my way to the shop now or whatever um I don't think I've seen so many people on the roads or walking or out in the fresh air and do you know what it's actually it's actually really nice to see yeah it is and as I say I only said to a friend there yesterday I was like it'll be up to ourselves now and plenty of others like us to try and encourage people to, to keep those habits the new habits up like you know when we're back to normal and back on our feet there'll be a lot lot to take away from it too you know and i wouldn't for a second take away from the seriousness of the situation or anything like that because it is serious but i mean it's also i know for myself personally anyway it's given me some perspective on i guess how much of normal i actually want to go back to after all of this so like we're all kind of forced right now to slow down regardless uh, take a step back and reflect a little bit. So I know I, like that's definitely a positive that I can take away from myself, for myself. That's interesting. Yeah, very well said. It's really good. So let's get stuck into this podcast today. I know you're a busy woman. Uh, <laughs> for any listeners, Dee, who don't know you, I know you as Dee because we've gone through college together and now both working in the same industry. But for anybody who isn't familiar with you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do from day to day? So I'm D, uh, DC or Barbell Squad, occasionally known as Demon. Um, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm from Cork. I live in Cork. Uh, I've always lived in Cork. Very exciting. Um, but I am currently working full time as a personal trainer, as well as my own online coaching through DC. And you may or may not have heard of Barbell Squad as well as that on top. So uh, busy out, but uh, I love what I do, and I'm very happy doing it. Great stuff. Yeah. And the Barbell Squad, why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So it is a women's uh, weight training class, let's say, but it's kind of evolved a little bit from that more recently in that I guess our little tagline is that we are a community of gals getting fit and strong with lots of fun and uh, forming friendships along the way as well. So um, to be honest, it's my favourite thing to do. I absolutely love the Barbell Squad and I'm very lucky to have a fantastic group of girls uh, to coach and train with. So it, I guess it makes it less like work and more like meeting up with your friends and having a, a good training session and a, a few chats. Excellent. Sounds amazing. Fair play to you. And how long has that been running? So it's been, it was three years in October. So we are in year four. That's amazing. And have you recurring girls coming in or is, it, is there a big interest in terms of new sign-ups every time that the course opens? To be fair, there's always new girls coming into it, but majority of the girls are recurring. 
So I have one girl that when the class first started, so the three year mark, uh, she has been in every single class for the entire three years, not missed one, which to me is like amazing. Not not from my perspective, but from her perspective that she holds that much value in it. And, you know, I spend a lot a lot of time in class, as I said to her, commending you know new girls for coming in and trying it because it can be daunting to try something new and do something different especially if you're coming on your own but I just I suppose I needed to acknowledge the fact that there are so many girls recurring and coming back and staying there as well and which to me is amazing and I'm very thankful for it. That's fantastic yeah and full credit to you too girl there's a reason that, that the likes of that girl are coming back three years later you know so well done fair play to you. Do you find a lot of the girls are coming in uh, for common reasons, i.e. don't fancy the public gym, don't fancy training with a male trainer, or have you got, have you done any research into the why they're coming to as with full respect to you, away f- just because they're impressed with you as a person and your training, et cetera, et cetera, but sort of at a deeper, you know, at the next level down, is, have you done much research into why this concept of a group of females encouraging each other and themselves you know in a female only environment has worked so well for you so like to strip it back a little bit the main way people hear about the barbells quality think is through word of mouth and that is from people in the class telling their friends about it and it, it going so on like that i mean for people to be telling their friends about it or talking about it in the first place then there has to be some sort of reason behind that and I think a lot of girls come in either having tried the gym experience or going to a commercial gym and either not feeling confident because they have never gone to the gym before and don't really know what they should or shouldn't be doing or feel intimidated and then they hear about this so like it's a group of girls coming in at the same time training it's a very relaxed atmosphere we have the bands we have the fun there's a focus on technique where we're learning skills as well as just doing the workout and I mean I don't think you can underestimate the value of having women supporting each other and a group of girls and it's become much more than just that training class then as well the girls would probably be more qualified to tell you about that than I would but it's been surprisingly successful actually um i it started out of nothing just a small idea that i had and a kind of a fuck it moment where i said let's do this and it just it just ended up working out very well that's surprising me that you say that it was surprising would you not have kind of identified and and kind of already believed that that such a kind of niche existed you know from your coaching years of experience prior to starting the barbell a little bit I mean I guess the idea came from so I was working in a commercial gym on the time on the gym floor and there was more and more girls starting to come in onto the gym floor but you kind of noticed that they didn't necessarily know like it was quite obvious from a coach's perspective that they'd never been shown how to uh, exercise or they've never been shown technique or any of the rest of it or would stay in the corner because they quite clearly well to be fair I'm guessing and judging from what I was seeing but either you know weren't confident or felt a little bit intimidated and you might not see those people come back so that's where the idea came from then I was like but what if we could you know bring all these girls in at the same time and actually step back and teach them and show them and 
I mean, when I started training, that would have been, I would have loved that. That would have been great. I mean, you know, I hadn't a clue what I was doing when I started. Um, and I just figured it out along the way. But if I had someone to show me or I could train with people who were in a similar situation to me, then, God, that would have been great. So I ended up creating something that I would have liked myself. Brilliant. Yeah, I love that. And it's so true that like yourself, myself and and any inverted commas experts out there or, or experienced coaches, like we all had a day one as well, you know, we had a yeah. full motion what we were doing. Like, I think males as well, when you refer there to like being stuck on the treadmill or just in the corner or just, you know, you're in with the intention of being there for an hour and 20 minutes, you're back in the car because it's just not happening. I think that's male and female. Like, I know there's a thing in the press, the industry that's a bit more intimidating for females. But I think that's a human thing. Like if you if you if you just go into the unknown, there's not there's not many kind of hands reached out to help you. You know, I think as I say, I think it's just male and female. It's a human thing that that's 20 minutes later you're back in the car and and it's been you're totally turned off the idea. Yeah, absolutely. No, I actually agree with that. But I guess the reason I would notice females is because well, I'm female myself and I experience that. But it's definitely a a human thing rather than a male or female or separate thing. And Dee, how long are you actually working in the industry? How long are you PT yourself? Um, so t- almost 10 years, which Whoa. makes me feel really old. <laughs> um, so yeah, like it started with work experience in, well, not work experience. Uh, yeah, work experience in college, we did placement. And I got a job in the gym from that. And I just kind of never left from there. Uh, so yeah, it's a long time. And you feel the industry has changed over those close to 10 years? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, if we're jumping on the female perspective there again, then there's definitely much more of a female presence now than there would have been when I first started. So like even judging from the gym when I first, when I was first on the gym floor as a gym instructor that... I mean, there certainly wouldn't have been many females in around the gym floor or even in the weights area. Whereas nowadays, like, I mean, it's I don't think it's leveled out yet, but there's definitely much more of a, a female presence around the place these days, I think. So do you feel that across coach and client as such? Um, I do. Um, I mean, to be fair, as as the years have gone on I've gotten to know more people and networked and got to know more coaches so I can't say that when I first started that I would have known very many people or known very many coaches whereas now I think I've gotten myself to a place where I have a network of really great female coaches as well as male and that I can bounce ideas off or talk to or um or even get some tips on my own training from yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fair. That that's really good. So, do you still feel? With that said, do you still feel that it's a male dominant industry as such. I mean, I do think it's improving, but I definitely don't think we're quite there yet. So, I would say yes for now. Um, but I do definitely think that we're progressing and going in the right direction. Um, but as I said, like I've gotten to know much more coaches recently as well so I mean I'm more aware of the female presence now too yeah which which speaks volumes too to be fair yeah so what do you reckon kind of needs to change or improve is, is it just reaching more people maybe at a younger age in the schools education system and and opening this kind of option to them and and you know teaching them more about it as 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 a a kind of a recognized career and career path as such 
I mean, like, yeah, that would be great. And I, I, like, I do think things are being tried within the schools and tested in trials. Like, I don't think everything is perfect or that every approach, I wouldn't agree with every approach, but I mean, at least we're seeing things being tested and things being tried, whereas it's not a case of nothing's been done anymore. Yeah, exactly. Well said, because even physical education now is, is a leaving search, um, subject, isn't it? Uh, or at least, it's, as you say, it's being tested across some schools in, in across the yeah. across Ireland, I think. Or you'd see kind of initiatives coming from the HSE and all that. Um, as I said, like, I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with everything that's put out, but it is nice to see that things are being, or that there is more awareness being created, I guess, around nutrition and being active outside of sport as well. Excellent, yeah, well said. And can I just bring you back to something that you mentioned in the description of uh, your, your barbell squad? Um, and the, the concept and idea of women supporting women, like, does that apply to what we've just spoken about as well, just within industry and increasing awareness and kind of, as I say, encouraging women to get involved in it, as, as you rightfully said, in every aspect? Um, well, do you know what? I, I've kind of been playing around with this idea in my head and maybe I'm a little bit naive, I don't know, but I mean, if we could not just females but if as even as coaches across the entire industry if we could change our thinking a little bit to actually supporting each other and working as a unit I think we I don't know help far more people than we would um if we were only thinking for ourselves so like particularly among females maybe I just noticed this because I am female but there can be a lot of bitchiness and like I do think we have come a long way and it is massively improving but I don't think we're quite there yet so like I don't know maybe it's a lack of confidence or do you know what I can't really put I can't really pinpoint it or I don't really know what it is to be honest but um like it, it does still exist and like we're all in this because at the end of the day we're passionate about health and fitness and nutrition at least I would hope so um but we we all have our strengths we all have our weaknesses surely like surely if we come together discussed or swapped notes and helped each other out we should help more people then than if like if we tear each other down then I don't think we're helping quite as many people that yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. I totally agree with you, because I suppose from my own perspective, it's a case where like nine out of ten, if not ten out of ten, reputable co coaches like yeah uh, say they want to reach out to as many people and help as many people, etc., etc. Good dig at at um, attacking the the um, obesity rates across Ireland and amongst child children and teens, etc., etc. And it just screams that it's blatantly obvious to me that the way to that is to come together as, you know, there's power in, in people and power in numbers, like, you know. There's these two, um, I, I won't go naming names, but there's these two nutrition gurus, we'll say, on social media. And I would have followed both of them. Both would have a really good reputation and um, would have thought both sets of information were equally as good. And, uh, like, at one point I saw on different forums and in comments underneath posts that this kind of feud had kind of broken out between the two of them. All right. I, I don't even know what the, like who was right and who was wrong or any of that, but the two 
these two gurus took two completely different approaches. Okay. So one just, just decided to like kind of take a step back from it all and not get involved in the arguing and just continue pushing his stuff and promoting his stuff and sharing his information. And the other one took the opposite approach of uh, just kept going on the attack and the attack and was all fighting and getting involved in arguments on in the comments underneath posts. And like, while I respect the information and the knowledge of both these people, the one that was creating all the arguments, I just completely lost respect for and just mm-hmm. ended up following this person. Do you know, so like as in, I think it, like if you take a step back for a second and that fighting and giving out and all the rest of it it really doesn't do anything for or help anyone yeah exactly yeah well said and what i'm what's going through my head here is the irony of it something you mentioned earlier was like that you're not sure about the male perspective on the whole thing but you know for a female and then your prime example was two males like yeah well yeah (laughs) there you go that answers answers that question for you (laughs) (laughs) but uh no it's very interesting it's very interesting to get your um your your takes on it you know and i totally agree that that as i said there's power in numbers and like there's so much time wasted on bitchiness and gossiping and digs and oh i don't know gossip and everything and it's just as you say like if you have if, if you're knowledgeable you have it you're good at kind of sharing it you're happy to share it etc etc just put your energy into that and and maintain that energy you know yeah so another story for you. So I had a, I was doing my shopping in Aldi before all of this kicked off with the restrictions and uh, a girl stopped me, walked past and kind of did a, a take back and stopped me and said, um, uh, you're, you're D, are you? And I was like, yes, hi. And uh, basically they were saying that, oh, I follow you on Instagram and all the rest of it. And that has never happened to me before ever. So, uh, you know, it was nice and all that. Yeah. She would, the what stuck out for me is that she had told me that another personal trainer um, was had told her to start following me um, oh. because of the barbell squad and the female aspect of it, I guess. But um, which I like, I was kind of blown away by, to be honest. I thought that was a really nice thing. Um, but like, yeah, but you know, that personal trainer, this girl still trains with that personal trainer. So, like, by supporting and recommending someone else, they didn't lose a client. All they did is uh, help their client a little bit more. More, yeah. And, you know, add some more value to the service they're providing. Yeah, it's admirable. It's rare. Do you know, which, like, you know, it just it really got me thinking about us supporting each other and actually working as a unit and that means well in my in my view that means that we're adding a lot more value to the services that we're providing absolutely i love that well said yeah and and exactly what you just said kind of based based on the barbell squad then um and as you've very clearly and well spoken mentioned that you are all you know you're all for women approaching training to get as strong as possible but also to to get strong as opposed to solely for aesthetics Mm. can you talk a little bit about that so i mean i'm judging this from my own my own clients and the girls that i've been working with but i see like far more success when the focus is away from aesthetics now don't get me wrong i'm not bashing aesthetic goals there's absolutely nothing wrong with you having a goal aesthetically 
I do myself and I think most people will at some stage. Yeah, quite naturally. Um, but it's like technically you're still doing the same physical things and that you're going to the gym and you're training and you're either making improvements to your nutrition or your mindset um, or other lifestyle factors but it's more how you're thinking about it so if I'm talking about weight the whole time and like achievements being weight loss then I don't tend to get as much buy-in or commitment from the client than I do if I make their achievements that they did a pull-up for the first time or they can now squat without a box behind them or they can sit down on the ground and get back up without having to use something to assist them you know making it the goals and the achievements less about aesthetics then I tend to see more compliance from the from the client and then they're more likely to turn up or not miss sessions or you know because I've set the the bar a little bit lower and there's no pressure and they know that if there's a day where they're feeling absolutely crap they know that they can still come in and I'm you know they don't have to do the biggest baddest best workout they just have to come in and move and do something and that I you know that I'm aware of that and I know this so they don't feel the pressure to have to show up and flying for him the whole time. Ah, that's excellent. Yeah, yeah. So you've you've said literally on record and you're spot on that like you found clients with this approach actually achieve better results. But I suppose I have two questions. One is, is it a task for you to communicate what you've just explained to me in that if we can kind of move our aim from aesthetically for the time being, let's say, and, you know, focus on a full push up, a full pull up, a 50 kilo deadlift, 100 kg leg press, whatever it might be. Is that actually quite tough or do you find just maybe natural in your natural coaching abilities allows you to get that message across quite clear and quite promptly? I mean, yeah, like it, it can be difficult, um, not going to lie, but uh, I think it also depends on the background of the client. So I think I'll have far more success or it might take me less time to hammer that home if if it's a blank canvas coming into me, for someone who's never trained before where I can guide them and teach them. Where it becomes more difficult is where the client has been through you know, or has had a a focus on aesthetics the entire time previous to coming to me, then it makes it a little bit more difficult or maybe takes a little bit more time for them to see that. And like at the end of the day, you can't push information on someone constantly. I mean, like they do have to come to the realization themselves. All you can really do is provide that information and guide them without shutting down their thoughts and opinions immediately because if you do that I think yeah I mean like they're just going to stop listening to me if I immediately tell them what they think is crap or untrue yeah I totally agree that's excellent I always do that I I always even with my own team really put emphasis on that that the client has to have input Mm -hmm. it's not show up and do it it's like team effort the team effort well said yeah and like grand like we have our sessions structured and the rest of it but you have to have client input like it's vital like yeah and like if someone is really stuck to their guns on something regardless of what it is whether it's training or nutrition then to be honest I'm not going to shut them down straight away and say no we're not doing that that's crap you know maybe not in that terminology but yeah 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 I might actually play along a little bit and you know with the idea of hoping that by providing some information and them seeing that something doesn't quite work themselves, 
that they might come to the realization themselves, even if we didn't quite start off the way I would have liked it to, then long term, you know, that client has stuck with me and I have actually had the opportunity to teach them and coach them. Whereas if they had came in the door and I said, no, we're not doing that, then this is how we're going to do it instead, then they're not going to have any interest and they're probably going to fall off or disappear on me. Savage stuff, yeah, and there lies the answer to my question in terms of coaching techniques and methods. Mm-hmm. And like between us, we kind of covered it that it that it's client inclusion, and yeah. that means and ways around how the client responds to what to the information they're given. Then you know, either written or verbally or whatever. But yeah, your spot on is excellent. It's really good. So, would you have found over your ten years coaching, and particularly with barbell, do you still come up against the old the old favorites like cardio, overweight training, and low calorie and low carb and no carb and all this jazz? Look, yeah, I do. Um, I have to say though, it is a lot less frequent than it would have been maybe a couple of years ago but uh, those questions absolutely do pop up and I kind of the way I approach that is just kind of drip feeding little bits of information as we go even in classes themselves with barbell like you know I'm not necessarily sitting down with those girls and having a chat about nutrition but it's just even in general conversation just kind of drip feeding different bits of information or taking my opportunity when someone does bring something up in conversation that okay here's my chance to talk a little bit about this as opposed to me initiating the conversation and telling them what I think and they kind of you know feel that they've come to that conclusion themselves it's kind of it ties back exactly to what we were just talking about again drip feeding information you know yeah, and as you say, get, getting the client involved and, and empowering them to make the make the call and make the decisions yeah. as, as much as possible. Yeah, that's really good. And I meant to ask you earlier: is there an age limit or, or a minimum age for the girls joining Barbell, or that you train in general? There isn't, only because I've never, you know, to be honest, I've never had a really young girl come to me asking, "Do they want to be part of it?" So I've never really had to deal with the situation, and I, I don't think. I want to put an age limit on it, but I guess a case by case basis on whether like any other client if, but I'd like to think that if the class or the level of the class wasn't appropriate for them, that I could take them on on a one-to-one basis, even just for a short period before integrating into the the Barbell Squad class itself. But I don't as such have an age limit on it at the moment. Right, okay. That's interesting because I thought even from your description today and from what I know about it following it online, it seems a a very appropriate kind of option for maybe 16 plus females, like, you know, maybe, as you say, um, at entry level to training and exercise and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, maybe the times in my classes probably play a little bit of a part in that because it's quite a late class. So I have a lot of moms that are uh, put the kids down to bed and come out to class then. But, I mean, definitely down the line, it's an ideal opportunity, I think, to get younger girls involved in a healthy approach to fitness and weight training and nutrition. You're kind of jumping ahead of me there, Jerry, a little bit, you know? So, uh, yeah, no, I love that. I love that kind of uh, light bulb idea because even in my head there, now I'm just thinking, like, with the schools, it's, it could be a TY programme or be part of their PT curriculum or something. It sounds like the obvious one, maybe, for a certain clientele, you know? Absolutely, and I have, like... I have girls with daughters as well who yeah. would probably love to be involved. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, and especially like with social media being what it is, like I'm sure they're already being influenced possibly negatively or, or incorrectly, you know what I mean? So they need that balance. Absolutely. Yeah, I think social media does play a big part in it. And 
yeah, that, that's a tough one. But uh, yeah, definitely opportunity there to grow with that and to expand a little bit with Barbell Squad and get more girls um, involved. Excellent. And I think the sooner the better. Yeah, well said, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So there's one other topic, D, that I wanted to run by you and get, get your knowledge and input on. And I think you're just the second female on the podcast so far. So that's why I wanted to include it in the topics and show notes for male and female, but particularly female listeners today. And that's the, the effects of training and performance on the female cycle and also the effects on the female cycle as a result of training and nutrition. So literally, I suppose there's two questions in one. Let's break it down. And can you kind of talk a little bit about the effects of training and performance for maybe elite level on the female cycle? So, I mean, definitely because of the demographic of clients that I would have, I would have more experience working with people when it comes to the effects of the female cycle on training and nutrition rather than the other way around. But I guess because of my demographic that I wouldn't. But So it's not something that I see every day. But I know from talking to other female coaches that they would. Okay. So we all know like the cycle runs 28 days, give or take. So the cycle is literally within the four stages, covers every day of the week, every day of the month. Yeah. So you basically have two phases that runs over 28 days. So like your cycle will begin with your period. That's day one. Day one to 14 will be your follicular phase. And then day 15 to 28 will be your luteal phase. And then ovulation occurs in the middle of that, which would be about day 14. So then you'd have the PMS side of it, which would be about day five for five to seven days before your period or like a a high hormone phase. So like estrogen and progesterone would increase at this phase, which does have effects on the body. So, I mean, between mood swings, bloating, you'd have feelings of anxiety, low mood, low energy, possibly increased appetite, cravings and headaches. Now, obviously not everyone experiences all of these symptoms. They can, they might not. They might experience very little of that. But like to tie it back to nutrition, nutrition and training for a sec, I mean, the first thing that I would always do with a client is try to get them to track and understand their symptoms a little bit better. So I get them to use an app called Eve. I don't know if you've heard of it, but you you basically track your cycle and your symptoms so that you can kind of establish some sort of a, a pattern and get to know yourself uh, a little bit better. So that way, like they do establish that, establish any changes that we need to make then as a coach from a training and nutri- nutrition perspective. And that way, like we can continue to be consistent and actually make it realistic for that person to comply with their training program or whatever nutrition protocols that we are working on at the at that time. So like if I were to ignore it for a second, so and I ask Sally to do Sally is an imaginary person um, to do back squats on a Monday, say we're doing 80 percent um, of your rep max, then. If I ask Sally to do that when she's going through PMS, then Sally is going to feel like absolute crap doing that. Might not be able to complete it and is going to like probably feel like she's failed a little bit and then probably feel like it's her fault. But in actual fact, it's not. That's just bad programming on my part or a lack of awareness. So if I had asked Sally to strip that back a little bit and focus on maybe a lighter weight or volume and focus on technique a little bit um, or do something a little bit more skill-based, then Sally would be probably on a high right now. 
ticking that off as an, an achievement rather than feeling like she's failed at something that week. And it can have, you know, a massive effect on that person's compliance going forward as well. You know, if you can feel like you've achieved something, then I think you're far more likely to continue and keep going rather than feeling like you've failed at something when it's actually not your fault. It was your coach's or mine, for example. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a brilliant answer. Very well said. So, like, even as you run through the, the stages there, is it, in general, is it healthy and advice to train or to keep training during each and all stages of a, of a female cycle? I would think so, but not at the same volume or the same thing the whole time. So if there's days where you're, like, if, if we have established from tracking that you're likely to be low on energy and feeling crap during whatever period of time if we know that that's going to happen and we can then tailor your training to maybe scale back a little bit for that couple of days or a week then surely like over time you're going to have more compliance with that person than if we ignored it does that make sense yeah, I get you. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's, it's actually a very good um, example of great coaching. It's, it's, it's honest, you know what I mean? That's key there. That, that seems to be missing a lot of the time across the industry as well from my own um, kind of viewpoint, you know? Yeah. Uh, and would you find then even coming back to maybe, as we mentioned earlier, the all-reliable of cardio versus strength training, etc. Like, is there any type of training over another recommended? Or do you reckon for any of these questions, the answer is you know, let's review back the tracking, let's see what the records say, and then adapt from there. Yeah, I mean, like, to be fair, someone more qualified might be able to tell you about that a little bit more in detail, but from my own experience, like, I know that there is some days that there, if you're going to ask me to do a heavy back squat, it's just not going to happen. So that might be a better day to involve some uh, lighter cardio or even get out for a walk or do something more skills-based. Um, so, like, I don't, personally wouldn't be saying in black and white do this do that it's learn about your client or yourself track the symptoms get to know your symptoms and your body that little bit better and then tailor a program based off those rather than this is what to do yeah that's excellent from your experience and for any girls listening do you would you recommend that regardless like this method and an approach of tracking just just to know like you you touched on a phrase there and it stuck with me just to know your own body a little bit better i would yes recommend that you do that anyway information is power at the end of the day and if you know that uh, you're going to have a i don't know a bad couple of days let's say then you know, maybe you could change your routine or your, I don't know, whatever you're up to on a daily basis to, to suit that as well. I mean, if you're in pain, that's probably not the time to go scheduling a, a night out with the gals or, you know, yeah. if you're to completely go away from training and nutrition for a second, then I don't think there's any harm to tracking and getting to know yourself a little bit better. Yeah, I'd certainly encourage it. Uh, as I say, in, obviously in different aspects of life, but male, female, the, like the more we know about ourselves and our body, emotionally, physically, etc., the better, you know? Absolutely. So I'd strongly encourage that. Like, um, And do you find that maybe, like, just before we leave the topic, bringing it back to the coach's point of view, say, taking male and female into consideration, certainly male, but let's stick with both, that there's a need for more study on the topic for the coach 
like here we are preaching for the client and the person themselves to know their body a little better, but but one for the for the coach to understand the whole process a little bit better, and then therefore obviously to be able to offer better advice and information and better help regarding the topic as a as a whole. Yeah, I mean, like I I definitely think it has been a little bit of a, a taboo subject, and there has been maybe a little bit of. Uh, stigma around it but I mean to be honest I had to go about learning it myself forget uh, myself or mum but even as a coach like yeah so I mean it's not I don't know but if you can remember it's never something we ever touched on in college or anything like that Jesus, you wouldn't even think about it Um, I think it's something that's coming to light well it's always been there but something that's coming to light a little bit more recently but yeah like as a coach I mean it's the same as anything else you know as a coach, you're going to want to know about your client's stress levels, whether they're sleeping, their water intake. If you're coaching a female, then this is one subject that you're also going to need to learn about. Absolutely, yeah, 100%. Particularly, I'm just trying to wreck my mind. And like, as you say, mm-hmm. sleep, stress, anxiety, quality of sleep, duration of sleep, nutrition, training, etc. But it's up there with one of the highest factors in terms of influence on the human body. Yeah, Huge, yeah. Like. I, I think we've through maybe lack of knowledge I like I know for myself that there was a point in time that I knew none of the effects that this could have on me or my training or any of the rest of it I just thought oh, I'm just feeling crap today or I didn't understand why one week I could lift all the weights in the world and the next week you'd be lucky if I was lifting an empty barbell so yeah. I didn't know why that was and again I probably felt crap about it because I didn't really understand I didn't know that there was something affecting it do you know yeah, and it's interesting because it's a common theme throughout our conversation today that, that it seems to be kind of knowledge and, you know, an open-mindedness and, and try and take taboo away from some of these topics. I think it's important as well to know that, like, it, it's okay, even as a coach, not to know everything. You know, I certainly don't want to sound like I've got it all figured out and that I know everything because I, I absolutely do not. Yeah. Um, and it, it's absolutely okay to say, do you know what? I actually don't know anything about that. But the point is then that you do go and find out more information about that and learn about it so that you can bring a better quality of service to your client. But it is okay not to know something. And if you don't know something, it's okay to refer to someone who you think does know about it. Absolutely. Very well said. Yeah, fantastic. And it comes back and, and links it in nicely with what we touched on earlier about us coaches in the industry kind of being able to support each other and lean on one another and refer to one another and ask one another a question as opposed to anything anything opposite really but particularly a negative approach where you're pulling them down or having to dig off them or you know yeah. gossip like and it's just so much more powerful if, if it's if we all had a positive approach to one yeah. to each other and to the industry over anything else you know absolutely absolutely and on that do i want to take up your time for too much longer what does the future hold for DC Health and Fitness? Ah, do you know what? I'm my goals right now are fairly simplistic in that do you know what I just want to from a business perspective keep helping as many people as I possibly can and you know keep spreading my message and enjoying it, enjoying every bit of it because I I do think it's a privilege to be able to coach the girls in the barbell squad and with DC and I guess you know it hasn't been the most fantastic couple of months for me and I think I it's only now that I'm really realizing how much barbell squad 
does for me as well. So yeah. if I can just continue enjoying that, then, you know, that, that that's really my only goal for now. Yeah, there's nothing at all wrong with it, girl. Well said, a good goal. And I'll add to that to, to get your school programme and your TY programme and your, yeah. your teenage yeah. programme up and running Definitely. as well. well. We'll support and help you there any way we can. Happy and healthy, uh, that's it. So, so before I let you go, for the girl who's been all for kind of women support, women, the whole conversation, is there any couple of accounts or a couple of people that we should look out for online that you kind of recommend? It's a long list, I'm not going to lie. I put up a post recently, I was trying to write a profile for my Barbell Squad account and I was trying to think of, you know, people that inspire me, all the rest of it, but I mean, it's really the girls locally and that I see that are doing or have the same kind of goals that I do that really are the people that inspire me. So to go with those, number one for absolute sure is Die Hard Fitness. So Diane Bushmere is Elisa DeLuca. You can put these, I'll give you these handles to put in your show notes if you want actually. I absolutely love the two girls at the squad, uh, Joanna and Kate. There's Aideen Butler and Nicole uh, Butler as well. Um, Ask Ashley Nutrition is an account I love too and a couple of girls uh, at the gym I train at as well so there's Aoife Tuig and uh, Dana Sweeney is another one I mean uh, to be honest now I could go on all day and I've <laughs> most definitely forgotten to mention someone okay. but yeah these are just really good girls to follow and uh, people that I definitely draw inspiration from on a daily basis Super job. That, that's a really good answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dee, listen, thanks so much, girl. I really appreciate you popping on for, for a chat. Um, thanks for your insights and your honesty. Um, and there's certainly plenty of decent kind of genuine messages there, particularly maybe for females to take from today's podcast. So, listen, stay safe and stay sane in the current circumstances. And uh, thanks a million. You too, Jerry. Thanks so much. I'd just like to thank Dee once again for joining me today. Also, thank you, the listener. For anybody interested in contacting Dee or learning more about what she does, you can find her on Instagram and across social media with the handle at DC Health and Fitness. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to share and tag us and leave a review. As always, you can find us at www.jlynchpt.ie or across all our social media platforms with the handle at Center. Mind yourselves, mind each other and stay safe. Until the next one, cheers.